this is Luscious Lou, and I listen to, I listen the, to comic the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be in bed. Listen to, listen the, to the Comic Syndicate. If movies, movies make you contemplate, science, science will accommodate. Twitter, Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate 1. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and then I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than any book can ask for. Come to Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Yeah. 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 The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Josias. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate, episode 316. I'm your host, Josias, at ForTheVillain on Twitter, at Comic underscore Syndicate on Instagram. What's up, guys? Uh, let's hit it like we normally do. I believe I have a long show with a lot of reviews this week. Uh, I am running a little late with a little bit of time. Um, that's why I didn't get to drop on Sunday and Monday through, geez, Thursday today has just been insanely busy uh, work-wise for me. So let's hit it. This is probably going to drop on Saturday, so hence the many comic reviews I have for you guys. Uh, let's hit it like we normally do, what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. 100 episodes ago, we entitled episode 216, hashtag lies or truths. The comic syndicate episode 216, lies or truths. For the villain hits what we spoke about 100 episodes ago, skips sports talk, but goes into ranker list. Things people lie about most often. That's an interesting list, guys. Off the top of your head, do you guys have anything? Uh, Biggest lie... I guess I I say or or tell. Um, I don't think it's a lie. People would like to talk shit. Um, uh, on my ID, my 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 my, my debit card, on my ID, uh, my driver's license. I I am five foot five inches tall. Um, people that are five five tell me I'm not five five. Uh, I might be five four, maybe. Um, depends on the shoes I wear. Look, I might be five four. Five four sounds about right. Um, that's the one thing I guess I lie about or I have lied about. Do you guys have anything off the top of your head? Uh, women used to be a weight thing, uh, natural blonde, stuff like that, but that's like very 80s shit. Uh, what do you guys lie about or what have you guys lied about the most? Uh, next one's going to be, oh, I guess money. Uh, how much money people make at jobs, what kind of job they have, um, yeah, if you guys are curious, go back 100 episodes ago, hop in. I have a full catalog anywhere you can find the Comic Syndicate podcast. Uh, again, anywhere you can find podcasts. Leave a review, rate us. Uh, that would be great, too. Uh, next one we hit was hits. We hit comic, comic Talk. Sorry about that. Comic News, Kick-Ass Movie Reboot, Walking Dead, Lucifer, Game of Thrones, Aeon Flux, Jean Favreau Star Wars series, Infinity War, Captain Marvel, New Face of the MCU, we hit DC Extended Universe, DC Comics Films, and Streaming Service. Jeff Johns News, AT&T Films, and Streaming.
streaming. Nope. AT&T Time Warner deal. Sorry about that, guys. Disney Fox deal. Then finally, Rock's comic reviews. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 13 through number 23. Scott Liddell was the writer. Dexter, Dexter Soy was the artist. I love the art in that. Um, I got through 10 comics that whole show. That's pretty dope, guys. Uh, subscribe to the podcast again in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or click in link in bio, thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com, or go to thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com forward slash mobile, and the whole catalog is going to be there for you guys as well. If you guys don't want to download a podcast app but are curious to listen, I'm also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, again, everywhere you guys can find podcasts. All right, let's hit these bullet points real quick. Uh, first one's going to be Adam Garza, the Comics and Tortillas Tor- podcast. Uh, I was on his show on Sunday, August 7th, uh, last Saturday, I believe, and he invited me on. I didn't think he wanted me on that soon, but uh, none of his co-hosts could make it. It was fucking dope, guys. I miss talking to this guy. I miss talking to this guy about pop culture. I miss talking comics with him. Uh, we didn't get into games, movies necessarily, um, but just uh, I didn't want to hijack his show. And just him, the way he and I just shoot the shit back and forth, it's an easy flow, easy conversation. We killed an, an hour in so quick of a fucking time. It flew by, and we didn't even really hit much. Um, just catching up and talking X-Men, I guess, for the most part. I, I believe it was what it was. I don't like to listen to my voice, so if you guys want to hear me on someone else's show and how I flow with someone, uh, the, I need to get him back on the comic syndicate uh, more than just uh, a once-over. Like, homeboy, I, I would love to have you back on again way more often um, and just shoot the shit like we normally used to do, man. What the fuck news? Um, I did have a what the fuck article that I had to ax because the reviews I have are just so many this week. All right, so find Adam uh, Hector Conejo is his podcast host, and I think, uh, oh my gosh, Ben Davis, I believe, is the third guy. Uh, great podcast. They talk about comics all the time. The rating system, the reviews are great. Um, so find them, subscribe to them. They're dope. Uh, Adam, much love. Uh, also, to piggyback that, uh, once Adam and I got done talking, I hit him up like, dude, if you got time, you know, he's like, would you want to do a review of Into the Spider Verse with me? I'm like, Fuck it, if you have time now, let's just fucking kill it now. We were talking for a good hour and a half anyways. So we went another 45 minutes just reviewing Into the Spider-Verse. I'm like, dude, let's just fucking bang it out now. That way you can bank it when you can't record on a weekend. You can just, you know, fill it in and have it be a filler, dude. So uh, he was on board. We killed it. It was fun talking Spider-Verse. And, um, yeah, just finally talking about that. We're a little late on that one. But subscribe to Adam. Follow him on his social network or media stuff as well. I believe it's also Comics and Tortillas on Twitter and Instagram as well. So find him and that episode of Into the Spider-Verse Review will be dropping shortly. I'm pretty sure he'll keep you posted on that. And then I'll retweet and follow him and share that out as well. All right. Um, still don't know who the Henry's Catering is on Instagram. Uh, so don't know who you are, dude. Please hit me up so I can give you a proper shout out. I still have not. Uh, I don't want to say bothered to hit you up. Like, who are you for reals? Um, I. It seems like I know you. We know each other the way you were talking to me. So I just want to give you a proper shout out. So if you're listening, please hit me up back up and let me know who the fuck you are. All right. Last one is going to be 
last bit of bullet points. Uh, this is come, something new I've added to the show. Granted, you know, revamping the show here and there a little bit. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a question to think about. Uh, hopefully, every episode uh, before the reviews come in, I want you to you know have an idea of, of the questions I'm going to ask you guys and. And um, when I give a review later on in the show, it'll make sense like, oh, that's where this fucking question came from. So, um, again, just a little bit of rebranding and tweaking things out here and there. This one I literally wrote down about 20 minutes ago. I'm like, fuck it. Let's add this off of this review. What is something, if there's something at all, that you fear the most? Now, um, feel free to put the podcast on pause. I've mentioned uh, several things in the past, past shows before. I have no worries talking about myself. I'm secure in myself, in my emotions, in my feelings, what I've been through in my life now where I can talk uh, proper and about, you know, break down my, my psyche for the most part. Um, but I've mentioned in the past uh, before that I've had this and still have this reoccurring nightmare. And it's about snakes um serpents i guess but mainly a giant killer anaconda i know fucking funny right like it sounds completely bizarre but it's a reoccurring dream that i've had geez for the longest time since i was maybe 13 14 or so and i never quite understood it until certain parts of my life and it always makes sense when it happens and i'm surprised i haven't had one recently and recently being maybe the past fuck this whole year 2023 i don't think i've ever had this dream yet but it normally happens about three times a year at least unless something's really bothering me and again snakes right now it does sound funny i've had snakes and even ballpoint pythons as pets in my life before you know i don't have any any sort of fear of of snakes like you know i love reptiles i I just love animals in general but like to feed them mice and everything was was cool and just snakes to pick one up and you know i love reptiles the thing about this particular nightmare though is that this this snake uh, this giant anaconda it never eats me uh like smaller snakes uh jeez i guess even every type of snake for the most part gardener snakes fucking king cobras uh nothing kills me like they'll always bite me they'll always attack me but none of these snakes will ever kill me or or their venom will never kill me it's always this giant motherfucking anaconda again never eats me but it it always wraps itself around my body and it suffocates me um, now being older, I know exactly what this means, um, and, and what it means to me, I guess, personally and emotionally and psychologically and even emotionally. Um, it, it's my own self-aware dream analysis. Um, I, I've done research on, 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 uh, night, nightmares, um, how to read nightmares or something like that. Um, and, and it, it was bizarre cause it, I went to snakes and it said, there's nothing for snakes here. Look under serpents. So I go under serpents, this table of context, contents, and gave me nothing. So it was like a wraparound of, nope, we have nothing on this particular dream, which was weird. But again, being self-aware and analyzing my own dream, like I, I know what it is. So um, even though that's a reoccurring dream, that's a recurring nightmare of mine. Uh, question back is, what do you fear? Or what do you guys have a fear of becoming? Now, I just told you about just a dream nightmare scenario. But uh, my first answer or response usually was and was always normally 
simple answer, failing, just failing, dude, um, across the board. Let me put that on mute. Sorry about that, guys. Um, it, it's just failure, Be- becoming a failure, uh, failing at anything I'm doing, um, work was, uh, friend was, uh, I don't want to say husband, uh, friendship, boyfriend, uh, uh, uncle, um, everything. Um, I, I just have a fear of failing. Um, and, and I don't think that's up there for me anymore, but honestly, that was one of my biggest fears was failing at anything I do, becoming a failure, being known as a failure, you know, like that, that's something personal for me. That's why I thought this one was interesting and that I'd share it with you guys. What are you guys afraid of, if anything, or what do you guys have a fear of becoming? Um, so uh, I'm beat up and I'm banged up about 80% of the time. I'm jacked up. My elbow is jacked up. Um, I get lack of sleep completely. I'm completely overworked, and yet I still need to keep going and, and doing it. Um, so yeah, like failure is not an option for, for me. It is the weird thing. So it doesn't really scare me, but, but there's still that, 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 uh, that chance of it can happen, you know, to me. So I, the latest answer I guess I can give, still being honest here, is losing my loved ones would be a biggest fear. So losing my dad was something I had to confront, and it's it's still a scary thing, but um, it, it's a it's a giant uh, thing in my life. Just you know, that's something I'm afraid of. Oh, we gotta knock at the door, guys. Uh, I believe Amazon. Um, okay, uh, that would be it. losing my loved ones. That that's what I feared the most, guys. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else that I'm afraid of. Um, I know that sounds not to sound machismo or manly, and I kind of admit to be afraid of something. No, that's about it. Like I'm not a fear of death. I'm not a fear. I'm afraid of losing my myself, my humanity, my personality. You know, my my heart, uh, the person I am. It's just those things. So again, back to you guys. It's gonna make sense at the end of the podcast when I give you uh, the final review. And I thought it's just interesting that way. It gives you guys something to think about now. Put it on pause the podcast if you want for now. Think about it. Uh, feel free to share your answers on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's I'm probably easier to find on Instagram. I'm still off of social media for the most part, even though I'm posting commercials here and there on on Facebook and question mark and uh, Twitter question mark um, or X I guess. So yeah, guys, it's gonna make perfect sense. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'll be right back. Give me a few, uh, and I'll be right back with some comic talk. <laughs> Hey, this is Scott Scott Snyder. I'm I'm writing All-Star Batman Batman, uh, this year, year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist and Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Buccellato, and I listen to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michello. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comics Syndicate. Comic, Comic Talk. All right, guys, I'm back with some comic talk. Jeez, uh, getting back into the flow of things again uh, as far as the editing and putting in everything, punching in everything where it needs to go. Dude, it's been so long since 
I've been so fluid at this. It's a tough job to have, guys. Uh, to write, produce, host, uh, edit everything, uh, solo mission man status. Um, but I think I'm doing all right, getting back on the ball with this. So let's hit it. Uh, first one's going to be a rumor. Galactus will be the main villain in the new Fantastic Four reboot. Um, there was a rumor that uh, John Wick, uh, Keanu Reeves, was going to be Dr. Doom. I would love to see Dr. Doom way before Galactus. Um, but okay, cool. I mean, I love Galactus too. Rumor, another one is going to be Hugh Jackman's Wolverine will have a comic-accurate mask in Deadpool 3. I just want to see it just because it's fucking Wolverine. And it was teased at the end of Logan, which was a terrible movie. Logan Origins. Days of the Future Past. Shit. I think it was Days of the Future Past. Uh, the X-Men movie. All right, next one's going to be, this one just is fucking cool. McFarlane Toys reveals Batman White Knight Sketch Edition gold label figure. Uh, Todd McFarlane is a uh, created Spawn. He revolutionized Spider-Man Venom as well. Um, he has a toy line, and his toys, his figures are fucking sick as fuck. Uh, this one was dope because uh, Batman the White Knight uh, was created by Sean Gordon Murphy. His art's fucking amazing. Uh, he came out with a... Batman the White Knight, which is a different take on Batman. It's an Elseworlds title. He has his own, I guess, Murphy-verse uh, with different characters he's branching off to with Nightwing and Batman uh, Batman Beyond. Uh, just a great story. He's a great storyteller, but his art's fucking amazing. Look up those figures, guys, if you're curious. It looks fucking dope as fuck already, so I thought that was worth tossing it out. Next one's going to be... Uh, Netflix finally renews The Sandman for season two. That one has been out for a while. I love The Sandman, The Sandman World, uh, The Sandman graphic novels. I love Neil Gaiman. Uh, I just love his work and his character, and I loved the fucking show. I don't know a lot of people that saw it and hated it, but it, uh, it, it's something I needed and helped me out a lot. Um, especially The Sound of Her Wings was something I needed to watch several times um, for, for certain reasons. Um but yeah, just dealing with death is, is a thing. Um, but yeah, beautiful. It's worth watching. So if you guys haven't seen it on Netflix, go catch it. It's dope. Last one's going to be uh, comic news, which is going to be Wolverine and Sabretooth go to war, an upcoming Marvel epic. So Wolverine and Sabretooth feud, feud escalates in Marvel's Sabretooth war beginning in January 2024. So even though we do have a ways to go, and fuck, we're in the fourth quarter just about yeah i mean yeah it's pretty much fourth quarter holy shit this year's flying by the fourth quarter of 2023 guys so my birthday is in geez two months from today exactly um recording august 17th my nephew's birthday is next month um so still doing the family thing keeping in touch with everyone and even though i'm working a lot i trying to cut time into my schedule to do stuff that i love doing like recording this show um, that's going to be it for comic news. I might go along this whole show. Um, I had a lot to review, a very DC-centric uh, review, so let me know what you guys think. First one's going to be uh, Dawn of the DC Night Terrors, number one. Joshua Will Williamson is a writer. Giuseppe Calmancalli, Stefano Nessie, and Casper Wing Wingard are the artists. Frank Martin and Casper Wingard do the colors. 
I believe Adam uh, reviewed this one. So this is an older review, probably about three weeks old. Yeah, maybe, yeah, about three weeks old or so. Uh, DC Night Terrors number three, I believe is out last week, came out last week. So this one starts off pretty much uh, with Dead Man, a character not too many know or even speak about. Um, but he was a... Um, Jump okay. He jumps. Huh? Sorry, he jumps into Batman's body because there is an antagonist in this uh, in this run, this uh, story named Insomnia. Uh, he needs to find out, and he's looking for a nightmare stone. And he's he knows one person in the DC universe um, hid it, this gem, this stone, in their nightmares. So Insomnia, this guy puts everyone to sleep and not just in Gotham, but like all over the world. So you can kind of invade their dreams, give them nightmares. We live nightmares. So you can find this nightmare stone he's looking for. Okay. Sorry about that guy. So it starts off with insomnia, finding out and confronting dead man about taking over Batman's body, asking where John D hid his nightmare stone. So Dr. Destiny used to have the dream stone. And then John D. stole it and created this Nightmare Stone. So after jumping bodies, um, Dead Man is able to find some answers um, as far as jumping into Insomnia's head. Like, what the fuck do you want? So that's why he's able to find out about uh, Dr. Destiny, um, how the the Nightmare Stone was created. And now um, it's Dead Man on the run in Batman's body. And it's... It's interesting and funny because just the way Deadman feels about being in Batman's body, that sounds terrible. Uh, but how he, he had no idea of how strong he was, like how fit Batman was. Like Batman is supposed to be a stud. So for him to nonchalantly say like, holy shit, this is the best body I've ever been in. Um, it's it just fucking funny to me. So anyways, um, Deadman is jumping different bodies just to get away from insomnia. And the only person he can think of to go to for help is a Wesley Dobbs. Wesley Dobbs is the Silver Age Sandman. So he has geez, superhuman strength. He's a detective. Jesus, what else can he do? He can, he can project nightmares and read nightmares. So it's cool to see at the end of the title how Dead Man goes. I literally digs out Dead, I'm sorry, uh, the Sandman. Wesley Dobbs from from the graveyard and ask him for help and he's like fuck a detective case let's do it so first issue wasn't bad you get the gist of what's going on I I didn't get to jump into the, the other ones because I even though this night terrors number one was you know it's the setup for everything that's going on for this story the tie-ins are so much fucking better to me and I have a bunch of those ones I'm going to go through I read a Marvel title uh, it was What If, Dark Venom number one. Stephanie Phillips is the writer. Jethro Morales was the artist. Uh, Israel Silva is a colorist. And this one was interesting. It was What If, instead of Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker, uh, during Secret Wars, that the Venom symbiote, uh, I guess, found a host in Ben Grimm, being the thing from the Fantastic Four. And um, the art was good. Um, it was a quick read. 
the what ifs are old school titles like, well, what if this happened? What if Magneto was not a bad guy? What if he created the X-Men? What if Doctor Doom wasn't a villain? You know, so things like that um, is what the whole what ifs are about. They're normally quick reads. Some of them are longer. Some of them are better. Some of them are hit. Some of them are miss. This one was a quick read. It was it was a comic. I'll tell you that, guys. Um, so I did, even though I read it, I tossed it on my on my reviews. I'm like, well, fuck you, you read it, dude. Next one's gonna be interesting. Uh, the seasons have teeth. Number one, it's a Boom Studios uh, title. Dan Waters is the writer. Uh, Sebastian Cabral is the artist. Dan Jackson is the colors the colorist. Uh, this one is an interesting title. It's pretty much an old man photographer. Uh, apparently he lost his wife and he lives in this weird town where as the seasons go on certain i don't want to say monsters i don't want to say kaijus definitely not kaiju come out and take over the city and town so this first season they're going through is is fall i believe and there's this giant creature that can use vines and implants so very plant-based monster creature we don't know what it is so as everyone during the this particular season flees the city this old man's like fuck it like she would have wanted me to take a picture of whatever the fuck this thing is so it's pretty much an old man uh going through the city and and coming across a bunch of kids uh that happened to be at the place where he married his wife so it was it's very sentimental to the old man but these kids are, are breaking it, and then this creature comes out and kind of attacks, or it looks like it's going to attack. And um, he is a photographer, so he ends up taking a picture. Like, these kids didn't flee the town either. Uh, about maybe four kids, I think it was. Like, one girl, three guys, and they confront this this creature thing. And he's able to take a picture of what it is and the kids reaching out to him or to the creature. Um the art was really nice. Um, I don't know if – I'm going to give it maybe two more issues because I'm very curious, like, where is this one going? So even though it wasn't a terrible issue – look, it was better than What If Dark Venom number one uh, by far, <laughs> if that's saying a lot about uh, What If Dark Venom. Um, so I'm curious. Um, I don't know how long that run is. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a maybe a five-story arc or, or story comic. This one I loved a lot, guys. It's going to be a DC comic. So, again, I very DC-centric uh, title or – reviews this week dc night terrors robin number one and number two kenny porter is the writer miguel mendo mendoca uh mendoza i'm sorry mendoca is the artist adriano lucas is the colorist this one starts off very cool so again uh just to premise one more time insomnia put everyone to sleep in the dc universe uh or earth i guess mainly and he's going into everyone's dreams and nightmares to find out who or where this uh, this nightmare stone is that one of the heroes, quote unquote, is supposed to have hidden in in their dreams. So this one starts off with Tim Drake on the job, Oracle, Cassandra Kane, and even Stephanie are on their job, you know, doing patrolling their beats, and then it goes into the Red Hood. Um, and Jason Todd on his mission. They each have their own mission. Uh, Jason Todd is the killer of the, of the Bat family and trying to be good uh, as this cloud of mist uh, finally surrounds everyone across, again, the, the, the world. Um, and this cloud engulfs uh, Tim Drake along with Red Hood, both at separate places, and brings them into this nightmare world. So it's very interesting to see the, the the context of dialogue between both of these characters is dope because 
out of all the ex Robins, out of all the 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 Robins, I mean, even the Bat family, these guys probably hate each other the most. So Tim Drake and, and Jason Todd, they just don't ever get along. They never work together. But now having to be in this nightmare world, this nightmare place, they they have to work together to figure out uh, what this place is and what's going on. And uh, in doing so, they're each relive, reliving each of their dark paths. Um, so Tim Drake not being able to save his dad um, and, and Jason Todd uh, reliving the Joker killing him um, so, and how they both deal with it and how they also both struggled with their losses and, and deaths, uh, even in Jason Todd's case, um, in Red Hood's case. Uh, so it, I just happen to like Jason Todd's mindset about things because he he's the ballsier the grittier one i mean damian wayne is fucking a killer too so that's probably why i like damian wayne too um but jason Todd, i always love i love his mindset and i know we're i know there's always like you know that question who who is the best robin you know so that's how he thinks um and I think it's Tim Drake, honestly. Like, I love Dick Grayson. He's my favorite Robin. Um, so, again, like, Jason Todd dealing with his own death at the hands of the Joker and not feeling suffice enough. Uh, and him in his nightmare world saying, damn it, I just wanted someone, anyone I can count on. Like, he feels guilt for no one being able to save him uh, when, when he, Joker killed him. And then we have the guilt that that Tim Drake feels for not being able to save his dad, not being there all the time. So it's just cool and been fucked up to see how both mentally fucked up they are and, and the things they have to deal with, you know, in this nightmare world and, and admitting their faults and admitting their failures and then both having hangups about themselves in doing so, you know, uh, giving this giving, giving themselves to working together giving themselves um, uh, the confidence that they both need to face their own fears. So that one was really good. Um, I loved it. I, I loved Robin. So that one's worth checking out. Number one and number two, guys, is worth is worth reading. This next one is going to be a long one because this is going to be – okay, the first one was a tie-in. So there's only two issues for, for the tie-ins for all these night terrors, and I need to go into a few more. They're probably going to be hit or miss. Um they're probably going to suck. This last one I read was fucking dope. Don't mind the birds, guys. Uh, last one is going to be... Uh, yeah, let me find it. Sorry. Here you go, guys. Night Terror, Nightwing, number one and number two. Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad are the writers. Danielle DiNiculo are the is the artist. Adriano Lucas is the colorist. This one starts out with Nightwing tied down to a gurney uh, with doctors talking about giving him more sedatives and drugs. Till Dick Grayson finally realizes that he's shackled down. He's on a gurney, drugged up, and he's in Arkham Asylum. So it's interesting to see. Oh, the visuals are just number one, guys. Amazing in this in this fucking title. Like there are certain pages and panels that are like, I don't want to say remedial because that sounds fucking off-putting and i don't want to talk shit on this artist because this artist is dope like there are some kind of kitty kid e scenes panels um and then there are certain panels that are just like fuck this is gorgeous like this is be like weird but a great style so uh hats off to michael w conrad i really enjoyed the art on this one all right so anyways um had to say that so apparently dick grayson has killed someone 
And that's why he's here in Arkham in the first place. He has no recollection of how he got here, but he knows he can't remember shit and he's in a shitload of fucking pain. So he's just trying to piece everything, everything together on why he's even here in Arkham to begin with. So as he gets walked to his cell now, we, we get glimpses of other cells with the Mad Hatter in one, Dr. Zaz in it, Two-Face in another one. And again, the guards have pig masks or faces, which is interesting. And I'm going to go throughout this and I'm going to describe what it looks like because it's, it's gnarly. If you guys get a chance to read this, I recommend this one. This one, just two issues. It's not bad. Uh, but now we get some dialogue. The word is out, Nightwing, and this is now uh, Two-Face talking to Nightwing as he gets put in his cell. The word is out, Nightwing. Everyone knows about you, about what you've done. Sure, out there you're a monster, but in here you're an icon. So now knowing now that he's in his cell, he, Nightwing, pronouns, uh, he he knows he needs to sleep off the drugs to clear his mind. So he goes to sleep, and once he does, he goes straight into a nightmare. And where it looks as if he's killed someone. We don't know who he's killed. He finds blood. He has his iskruma sticks and he just, his hands are bloody. He doesn't know who he killed. So even though he knows and feels he hasn't killed this person, um, cops show up and these, these cops are, are, are insane. There's like goat heads, uh, pig heads, uh, Doverman pincher fucking heads, like dog killer, gnarly animals on, on these cops. And they start going after Nightwing and he knows he has to fight them back. So these animal cops of some sort, and I know it sounds bizarre, but again, the visuals are, are very cool. It's like fucking hey, dude. Uh, it's like animal farm, but with human bodies And it just looks really twisted and really beautiful. So again, if you guys don't read it, at least check out the art. Um, It's cool worth checking out. So as he finally gets outnumbered, he gets tasered. Nightwing gets tasered. Then finally awakens at Arkham where he's getting now shock therapy. So he's got the mouth guard in in his mouth, mouthpiece in it. And um, they're, they're just shocking the hell out of Nightwing. And the doctors now are... Even the doctors here are... Like with a, a mouse face, uh, a hamster face. So the visuals are dope, and it's just cool to see. One of them says he's regaining consciousness. Should we administer more anesthesia? No, let him wake up. The pain will be good for him. It'll let him know he's alive. If he survives the procedure, you mean. So as the doctors are talking. So to see what Nightwing has to go through and confront during um, the session as far as the shock therapy and and just the pain he's in already and going through now is just very cool to see. And again, we're checking out, guys. The visuals are fantastic. Then him knowing he's he's finally in a dream, he's in a nightmare, and still not being able to get out. Um, even after talking to his cellmate now, who his cellmate happens to be the Scarecrow, um, who also praises what Nightwing has done. And which it's finally revealed. Shit, do I want to ruin it for you guys? That he's finally killed Batman. So in, in the alley... The person he killed that we were unaware of who he killed, he killed Batman. And that's why they've all, all you know, all the inmates, all the, the, the rogues gallery has been praising him so much and giving him so much acclaim and admiration because he killed Batman. So uh, it, it's interesting how it's just Scarecrow and Nightwing in the cell and Scarecrow decides to help Nightwing escape. He's... Uh, 
colored, created a map, but he explains to Nightwing that the thing about Arkham, though, is, like, the map is on, is always changing. Like, even though I, I, I made the map, it's always changing. So just weird to see that. But even weird, again, to see Scarecrow. Um help Nightwing to begin with. And it's going to make sense later on down down the road, the next issue. But I just wanted to give you guys context on what's going on. So this is pretty much the end of the first issue is they're both in their cell and, and they're going over this plan to escape. Uh, a new inmate is brought in finally. And these visuals are fucking dope as well too because it's fucked up to see her like this. And we just hear Nightwing yell out, put her down. Babs, tell me you're, you're okay, Babs, as his inner monologue closes out the issue. Uh, he says, first I killed my father. Now they have the woman I love. I don't give a damn if this isn't real. I'll tear this whole place apart, even if it means destroying my own mind in the process. Uh, very cool. Um, the visuals, the way we see Babs at the end is nuts. The the animal farm doctors and cops are, are, is dope to see. Um, so love that one. Last and final uh, issue I'm going to review is, again, so number two of this one. So Night Terror, uh, Nightwing number two, same artist, so Becky Cloonan. Oh, let's change that real quick. Sorry about that, guys. I normally don't do that. It's the juggling, guys. Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad are the writers. Daniel DiNicolo Nicolo is the artist. Adriano Lucas is the colorist. And um, this one is pretty much going to start off exactly where the first issue ended. And I passed it up already. There you are. Is Babs Barbara Gordon getting put in, uh, put into Arkham Asylum, or getting taken to herself? And then Nightwing quickly asking for the map from Scarecrow. Scarecrow describes again to Nightwing how the map of Arkham constantly changes, and the map is always changing along with it. Scarecrow then mentions that he wonders how his other friends are doing. So we see Cassandra Kane, we see the Batwoman uh, of the bunch and who they're with. And I think one of them's with uh, not not the ventriloquist, but the ventriloquist doll. And the other one's apparently with Bane because we see them like, I don't know, like somewhat horrified and the fears they have to confront. So that's why I'm curious about the other tie-in issues, but this is the second one of this one, and, and I really enjoyed it, and the question's going to come up soon for you guys from the beginning of the show. All right, so um, as their cell doors finally open, so there's being uh, Nightwings and uh, Scarecrows. The doors open for child time. So they're both walking to the mess hall now, and we see as soon as they enter the, the, the mess hall, uh, interesting because we saw we see all of Batman's rogues villain gallery and to see them in this odd way we've kind of never really seen them before and I really want to describe it for you but again the art's awesome guys so check it out it's a fun funny visual like um the penguin's literally a fucking penguin um uh Bane is a, a scrawny fucking dude like um Catwoman is a fucking cat um, uh, Mr. Freeze is melting on the ground. It's just odd to see these villains like this. Um, but interesting. So I really liked it. Again, a nightmare world. So very interesting. All right. So they walk in and coming across the mess room, mess hall, we finally see, uh, Barbara Gordon in there again. So Babs in there and what they've done to her. And, and then we see like, it's just, a, it's a really fucked up panel because, 
we see her in the mess hall holding a food tray, but the food plate has has a bunch of metal and batteries along with it. And the drink they have on her on her tray is a barter of barter a barter. It's a barter. Uh, it's a bottle of mortar oil. A barter. That's going to be the title of the show, The Barter. Um, a bottle of mortar oil with a straw in it to drink out of. And it, just that panel alone, that visual alone has looked so fucked up because we've seen what has also been done to her. And it's it's a fucked up visual in itself because they almost terminated her, terminated her out, cyborged her out. I don't know how to say that properly, but they they made her into this cyborg fucked up not creature but like it's just gnarly to see um so she's a tech savvy of of all the bunch besides you know jason not jason todd besides tim drake of course but um she's oracle i mean she's the eyes on the ground she's the eyes in the sky she's the one who's always is always in the ear of, of the bat family so to see her in this way it's it's fucked up all right so this goes down um this this conversation he's not even able to talk to her properly a fight erupts between the inmates and the guards in 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 the mess hall so now we see the guards come in all with pig faces so now i'm thinking like okay mr pig perhaps it's a take on him because we see enough of the rogues gallery we don't really see professor pig so it might be professor pig uh you know that version of him or his army so now we see um since all the villains seem to have gotten some sort of page time, that's what, again what I'm assuming happened. So now Nightwing uh, is able to steal the keys away from one of the guards. They leave the mess hall as Nightwing goes after Oracle, and both he and Scarecrow are after her. They come across a labyrinth of, of back rooms, I guess, of Arkham, and that's pretty much what they call it. So continuing on, they finally reach this server room, um, and this is odd and freaky um, as it is. It, it's also very beautiful um because as soon as they walk in nightwing is worried the fuck about barbara because she she keeps glitching out whatever she's saying but she's literally connected to this server not like oh yeah i'm on the internet right now no she is the fucking internet like she's cyborged out like we see these these metal uh wires just stuck all over her body and it's it's just fucked up to see like her in this much agony and that's why it's fucked up and she keeps glitching out again like i said um these wires run into her body so it's just twisted and but the beautiful part is going to come right now because scarecrow is able to see and tell nightwing like she keeps saying you know there's a glitch it's like maybe she has a bug in her system and it's odd but again it's nightmare world so it's a literal mechanical bug that's attached to her heart and even the way it's drawn looks beautiful is weird and we see nightwing working so hard and and very careful to to take to take care of barbara and remove this this bug this glitch from her system and, and so the way the meanings behind it is, is also very cool he's like Shh, i got you i always got you and then Nightwing kind of, you know, has to detach this bug from her again. And it's cool, like, Nightwing just being Nightwing and not being able to bail on her. And the panel is, again, this is a beautiful part, is we see the look on her face and just the sadness in, in her eyes. Like, the pain, the darkness of, like, this nightmare, what this nightmare has done to her physically. And the way he just looks at her and the way he admires her and adores her so much that he has to help her and the way he pulls her off. 
this the, the, the server system and just the look she gives him is beautiful guys so if you're not going to read the title at least find that that page that panel was gorgeous and beautiful and you can see so much in both of these characters in just how hurt this is a pain and, and anguish it's fucking beautiful so now that they have Barbara, um, it's up to the three of them to figure out exactly now what is going on. So them putting their three minds together. Um, and uh, Barbara is the one who comes up with like, okay, this place is making us into our, our nightmares. And where Nightwing is like, how does that sound to you, Crane? So he's asking Scarecrow. Oracle was afraid of being too reliant on computers. Well, I'm afraid of everything, which dilutes the effect. I think it's your fears we should be scared of, Nightwing. He's like, my nightmares? Why? Um, and I'll go into that right now. But um, that was the question I, I asked you. And I'll wrap up the story um, right now, and then we're going to go back into that question. So as Insomnia once again arrives, but this time he's uh, in a ringmaster outfit and creating this uh, this circus where Nightwing now has to fight a, the dead Batman he killed. Um, and as he does so, Nightwing finds himself almost like mutating, like his, his hands becoming claws, like talons, and growing these like feather arms, which is nuts to see. As Barbara just like, you know, as he's fighting Batman, Nightwing, you're not a monster, even if he turns you into one. Um, so just, again, the small things like that, like they love each other and giving each other. Uh, Words of encouragement like that is always beautiful to see, and, and I love that that relationship between both of them always. Um, so now we see Nightwing having to confront his nightmares again, where he almost feels at home. Like he doesn't say it particularly, but he's like, "You don't think I've relived this memory a thousand times before?" Um, so just cool to see uh, Dick Grayson confront uh, his fears, his parents uh, dying. At the circus, um, Zuko, the one who killed his parents, and him confronting confronting him, and what he does to to him as well, and, and Nightwing, I guess, surviving his nightmare um, was interesting. So it, it was great, guys. Um, and the, the last piece of dialogue, I guess, this is interesting. Um, he tells Barbara at the end, so the Batgirls are there as well. They've catch, caught up to them finally, so them being Barbara and Nightwing and Scarecrow. But um, during the fight, Scarecrow is still in the circus and the place is on fire now. Uh, anyways, Nightwing tells the ladies, you go, I'll be right behind you. He tells Babs. She's like, no, you always do this. Then you know it'll be fine. Just make sure they get out safely. As Nightwing now goes back to, to help out Crane. Scarecrow. This will only take one minute. Um, so very cool. We finally get to Scarecrow. And Scarecrow says, oh, you came back for me. How sweet. The plan was to escape together. Despite everything we've done in the past, I'm not leaving without you. As Scarecrow answers, in a different world, we would, we ha we would have been, dare I say it, friends? Alas, it could never be. Shut up and take my hand. As Scarecrow asks, how does this end? You can save me today. But what happens tomorrow? Better leave while we're on speaking terms. Save yourself, Nightwing. Um, and yeah, this Nightwing answers, I won't forget what happened to Crane. Uh, I will hear Crane. I know you won't because a part of you liked it. That time you got to kill Daddy. Darkness is a part of us. The thin margin between dread and desire. Tonight you tasted it. 
and it left you wanting more. As Nightwing finally wakes up in his bed, and just interesting to see that and his final closing words are bad dreams are only dreams that's what the bard said anyways but some of them stay with us i'll be thinking about this one for a long time so very interesting and very cool um nightwing like even though he was mutating was turning into this this bird i mean robin right like that would make sense um not not necessarily bat creatures or a bat for the most part, I guess I should say. But even, I don't know, maybe a fear of becoming Batman. Like he needs, he knows he needs to stay pure to himself and to Nightwing and to, and to Dick Grayson above anyone else. Like just stay true to yourself. Um, was cool. So yeah, that, that, that was the whole nightmare thing, guys. Um, do you guys have a different answer now? Um, I don't think I do besides I still, don't want to ever become a failure or even a disappointment, I guess. Like, I don't want to disappoint anyone. So those are the two uh, things I'm afraid of, I guess. Oh, huh, all right. That's interesting. Uh, very self-reflective. But, um, yeah, if you guys any have any of them from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, please let me know um, on social media. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you guys can find podcasts. Even though I did say Stitcher right now, Stitcher is going to die uh, next week, I believe. So uh, find the podcast anywhere you guys can find podcasts. One of the biggest compliments you guys can do for me is share the podcast um, give it a thumbs up, a like anywhere and everywhere you guys can find podcasts. But um, yeah, thanks so much for listening and I will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Disappointment, I guess, huh? That's the one I thought of at the end of the show. I guess those are two fears that uh, make sense to me, for me, I guess, because I never wanted to disappoint my dad, anyone else I don't give a shit about. I know that sounds terrible, um, and I just don't want to fail myself, let alone anyone. If someone's counting on me for something or needs me for something, I don't want to fail anyone, especially myself. So failure and disappointment are my biggest fears nightmares what i'm afraid of becoming i guess all right and then the reoccurring dream nightmare is uh i don't know when i was 13 why it would it would come across uh, even back then but probably more snakes and as i grew older and had more on my plate to take care of to do to work to take care of in life more responsibilities in life uh being Oh my God, uh, short on rent sometimes, uh, having food to only feed my cats, uh, buying them food when I had my own place and, and keeping the lights on and, and like, so anxiety, stress, uh, the, the reoccurring dream with the suffocating, like that was my, my, my self-aware, um, dream analysis of, of that and what it still is. Cause sometimes I... Still don't like admitting that I get stressed or anxious about anything. I get overwhelmed. I can admit that. But like stressed, no. Anxiety, no. Certain days are stressful, but I'm never stressed. Um, so yeah, anxiety is a thing. But um, 
Huh. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is for me, guys. All right. If you guys made it this long, uh, you guys got a little bit of extra just size. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.